Welcome to the Words Over Ice show with your host, Ray. All right, today we are welcoming back a good friend, Amit, a.k.a. Frequently Flyer. We're going to talk about how basketball has played a major role in all of our lives. Um, thank you guys for the support. Continue to do so. Head over to patreon.com slash the words over ice show. Every little bit helps, helps the show to get guests and get good quality production. So we appreciate that. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Let's just jump into it. It's a video on... Hey, we're, we're live. All right. Not live, but we're recording. Yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Amit, a.k.a. Frequently Flyer. Yes, sir. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, it has. Good to be back on, fellas. Last time I had you on, we were talking about being uh, being daddies. Parenthood. Yes, uh-huh. sir. Yes, sir. This yeah. is the uh, first time we're all three getting on here. I know we all have a pretty... Pretty similar to sort of how we all met through through hoops and basketball. Um, actually, I mean, I think I met you on a bus. I think it was yep. the first time I met you. Fond <laughs> 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 <Seven laughs> <grade>. memories. Seventh <laughs> grade bus. Yep. Yep. We were on a bus on the way to school, and I remember a conversation. It might have been our first, or maybe not, but I remember vividly this conversation that you and I were having, and we were just going back and forth arguing over uh, how many points per game Michael Jordan was averaging. At the time, I, and do, I think you. I, I, I think you had said like twenty six. This is how petty we were. You were saying like twenty six point nine or whatever it was, and I was like, "No, it's twenty six point three. Hold <laughs> on, man. First off, we all know that Michael never averaged on twenty six points. It was always the lowest was twenty eight point nine or something like that. We know that, all right. But, but yes, no, young, young statisticians in this bitch. <laughs> it, it don't even sound right. Like Michael Jordan averaging twenty six points. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, no, I remember that conversation though. I don't think it was our first one, but I do remember, yeah, after we, we had known each other a little bit, we, we were sitting in the back of the bus. Yeah. Debating that I do. Yeah, man. I mean, sports, sports in particular, that's kind of been a common ground for, for all of us, right. And how we all started this friendship. So I know, um, Jay and I, we've been through our story a few times on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if Ahmed was there for that. I don't recall. If no, we were there. no. We were upstairs in that whatever weight room, whatever it was. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even remember. How did you guys meet? Uh, you two. Me- the only other two on this podcast, Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let them know, Ahmed. Uh, you got a better, well, shit, got a better man. I mean, one. actually, I thought me and me and Ray met you, Jay, at uh, at Willow Creek. At right, that's how, that's yep. how I remember all of us. Well, like I said, yeah. Ray and I met earlier, but then we went up to the gym um, to play, and that's where we saw you playing, and that's where you know we end up going there. I think it was every Thursdays or something like that, and yeah. you know that's where you know like the friendship kind of be- began there. Uh, yeah, new, Willow Creek was a freak show, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then you guys are talking. I didn't hear where you guys were were talking, um, like where you, the story about a gym. But I, then I, you know, when I hear gym, it makes me then think of uh, the Bartlett Center because that's where we all used to then mm-hmm. play. So that's probably where we became more friends. Like, like because mm-hmm. you were a couple years older, you were also you know doing your your thing. We became like kind of like you know like like little like friends at Willow Creek but then 
at Bartlett, that's where we, we played more and we all, you know, really started to get to know each other a little more. Right. That's where Ray and I met first is uh, at Bartlett, right? Yeah, I don't no, know. If we, no. we might we probably we probably played at Willow Creek, but I didn't know Jason at Willow yeah, Creek. Okay. So there, there was there was a community of hoopers, which we all kind of travel together almost, right? You see, you, and any, anywhere wherever you play hoops, you tend to see the same people over and yeah, over. Yeah, because it was like a, there was sections from each high school. You know what I'm saying? They all just kind of, except for me and Isaac, because we both went to opposing high schools, but we had known each other way before that, so we just traveled together anyway. So, Jason, your and I's story, our story began, but the first time we met was actually at the Bartlett Rec Center, <laughs> Apple Orchard, <laughs> Apple Orchard Center. It was a funny story. Yeah. Um, kind of a dickhead story. <laughs> it's just two, two people with uh, the similar mentality saying similar shit. Just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah, basketball, that definitely brought us all together. Um, and then to just see it turn into what it is. Sports, it's never been a lie that sports will bring people together. You know, we've all had kind of an interesting journey because it's it's still with, I mean, till this day, it's still with all of us, right? I know me, I'm still coaching and training kids. Um, I still play. Uh, I just played uh, this morning, actually. Um, But we all have kind of a unique take on it and unique spin and how it's kind of affected our lives. And it's affected us, I think, all very different in our journey through it. Um, I think Indeed. that's, that's pretty safe to say. Um, so for, for me in particular, I know I was, when I was younger, uh, and when I say younger, I think like middle school, I was really, really involved in it. Um, and that's, that was probably my, you know, the, the, the twilight years of, of my career were, were early on and when I was kind of at my best and, but I got involved with it and I got to meet a lot of people. I got to travel a lot. I was in AAU ball. I did all that. Jay, I know you, you actually, you know, you did the college thing and went to a division one school and actually kind of went that route. So you probably had the most unique perspective of all of us. And it's interesting. I'll tell you that much. Uh, in, what, in what sense? Well, considering the start of a seat, like growing up, my peas never really had either the money to put me into any like uh, feeder teams or any of that. So I didn't really mm-hmm. start playing basketball till freshman year, till '94. That's that's really when that I started. That was your first time you played organized ball. Nah, uh, that was yeah the first time I ever tried out for any team or anything, and I made the freshman team. But before that, you know, I used to play in the driveway, like junior high is really when mm-hmm. I started playing with like Mike Stevens and all them. Cause we all, you know, kind of went to school together. Uh, just playing at the playground in my elementary when I was in junior high, but yeah, freshman year of high school was the first time that I had ever played any organized ball or anything. Um, and then, you know, you both know my, my mentality on politics and playing games with like people and the peas and shit like that. So it didn't go very well. See at least. <laughs> Because uh, you know, I'm, what what was the issue? Just like taking taking. Uh, it's not even like taking, the authority of it of like of a coach or what. Yeah, you know, there's the dynamics of organized basketball where there's these kids that have been in feeder teams forever, so these coaches yeah. know them yeah, for sure. You know, and the parents have a rapport with the the coaches. My parents had no time; they were trying to work and keep you know shit on the table for us to eat and a roof. So they don't know me for anything. Plus, you know, I don't uh, per se. When I was coming up, it was predominantly just white people. You know, my my age group was the ones that broke the barrier for people of color to be on teams in the burbs out here. 
So it was always a political game that I had a hard time with. And um, yeah, it was just kind of rough. You know, I know you guys all, you guys, you, you've seen it, you know what I mean? Through organizations mm-hmm. and things, you see the, the politics where there's certain kids that you know shouldn't be starting or shouldn't be even on the team, but their parents have a rapport and the kid has gone through the program and Oh yeah, there's always there's always a few. Yeah, that, you know. That they're on the team or playing above you and like why why yeah, why God's sure. earth are they yeah. taking away my time? And I know I mean you had I had a pretty good experience all the way up through and I maybe it's because I started early. When when did you start? Um, it, I mean I like playing I, playing organized ball. Um yeah, I mean um I, similar to Jay man, a lot of my, my early basketball was like just kinda like street ball. Um mm-hmm. I played in like a rec league, you know, like when I was like, I remember sit when I was like six years old, that was the first, I played at the Hanover park dome, uh, in a little, Yo. in a little league, in a league <laughs> yes. there. and that was when yes. the rims were lower, you know? Yeah. And, um, and also my brother, my younger brother, I mean, he, he ended up playing in that league too. Um, and I think I might've played in a few, but like, you know, I think around maybe, I don't know, like uh, maybe from like fourth grade to like fourth grade to seventh grade, right? Seventh grade is when like junior high starts. And, um, I kind of had a gap in that time and, and I didn't play any, any organized ball. I was playing outside, I was playing at, at open gyms and stuff. Uh, but then hitting like seventh grade junior high is like back into, you know, kind of this organized game. And I definitely felt a lot of the same things that Jay was talking about. Like a lot of the kids that were trying out and stuff. I mean, I ended up making the B team and stuff like that. You know, it was, it was, you know, it took, I I could, there was things that I had to learn and figure out in the system. And honestly, my, I, I continue to have those, those same issues all the way through basically my, my high school career, which kind of didn't, didn't really pan out that well. Um, but I, but I mean, in in a weird way, that just made me um, like continue to play and continue to want to like keep improving and get get better, um, and that's become like a part of my life. I mean, it's still even to this day. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I still try to go get my workouts in, my basketball workouts, and I'm not hooping as much, like playing five on five as much. But but I'm still like trying to always, you know, kind of maintain. Um, Yes. So, so here's where it's different with, with all of us. Right. And and where it gets interesting, especially later and later on and in kind of our perspective now, it's like, so me, my, my experience was a lot different than yours. I started, I don't know when I started fourth grade or something like that, but I got into travel basketball and all that organized stuff right away. Like my, my, my parents, my father in particular just threw me right in it. So I was doing year round and the difficulty for me is I, I transferred from Chicago out to the burbs by you guys. And then, and then <laughs> I'm sorry. switching. Yeah. That, that's a shell shock, bro. Oh man. It was, I was depressed for a good year. And uh, not, not because of sports, just cause it was oh, completely yeah. different. That's a whole different conversation, but so going out there, but the best way I acclimated was sports, man. And, and it, because of sports is I, I is again why we know each other, but why I acclimated probably quicker and and started meeting people faster was because I got thrown into the travel league mm-hmm. and playing on the travel league. And you guys are right, like playing on the travel league, uh, you get you kind of get that that rep of okay, you know he's a he's an organized 
player and you know he he played with you know the Bartlett Travel League and AAU ball and he's in the he's in the quote unquote system already and we're going to move them along no matter who comes in and plays because I remember dude I remember open tryouts for like high school there was kids who would come in who were who were ballers maybe they were a little bit raw uh and not organized but some of the kids on the on the team on the end of the bench there's way more talented people in Mm -hmm. open tryouts that didn't make the squad maybe because they didn't play the year before or what have you, you know what I mean? But definitely a hundred percent there's politics. I got, I was on the, the, the better side of that because I was in the system. Um, but not until my, was a junior year is when I really got into issues with, with my coach. Um, what was his name? Maybe yeah. I shouldn't say his name. name we shall remember one time. Reveal. <laughs> right. You, the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I first started experiencing. And I mean, long story short, a coach, a coach can make or break somebody's career. Yep. True. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, a system can make or break. And I, it's, the funny thing about basketball is sports or sports in general. Um, and I'm just re- referencing basketball because that's what we're talking about. But opportunity is so key because there are so many players to, to, to be given the opportunity and the confidence to be instilled in you by a coach or an organization or, you know, a, a club is huge to any player. Cause I guarantee there are so many players that are crazy talented that don't get the opportunity to shine or, even in the NBA, man, I guarantee half of that NBA, there's players out there that are better that never got put into that spotlight because of a coach, uh, because a coach, you know, him and a coach butted heads or he didn't fit in a system or, or, you know what I mean? I've, I've had it happen directly at, uh, in junior college at Harper, the coach there told the scout from Texas A&M, I was not D one material right after he had me going to a separate court pick a basketball up from underneath the hoop and jump vertically and dunk it just to see if I could do it. The assistant coach did that? No, the main coach. Why? What happened? What was the beef there? He just, I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. I don't know if he just didn't like me. I don't know if he didn't like the take I had on basketball at the time. I, I don't know. I honestly don't even know because Isaac and I were, we were like laying, lighting shit up at that point. And I, I just, I don't know, man. It's it's happened more than once, but that was the one time that that I, I just came straight to mind, and it pinpointed and hurt like hell because the the Texas A and M coach was referenced to me by a family friend, and they wanted to just come see me work out, and he just told them straight out because the coach told him he was looking for a kid with a tattoo of the eye, like an Egyptian eye on him, and it's on my chest, <laughs> and he couldn't see it because I had never had my shirt off, so we're in the locker room, and he's like, "Oh, he was talking about you." Okay, I'm glad I said what I said because I thought it was you. I'm glad I told him that you weren't D1 material. Damn. So, so take take me through that, man. Let's let's back up a few steps. All right. So, yeah, you go through high school. I didn't play organized ball except for freshman year. Okay, so what, you, just, three, you just walked on at Harper. Yeah, the other three years I was told I couldn't be on the team because of the people I hung out with in high school. Mike Stevens, Mike Stevens got the same, same explanation because we didn't carry the image that they wanted us to have. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting too, Jay. Cause I also like, man, I, I remember like when, when we met you and stuff and playing up, up, up at Willow Creek, 
Um, and also like from my own personal experiences of like understanding how system basketball works, like I can, yeah. I have like a, an interesting, you know, like kind of perspective. I feel like, um, like on, on, on your whole situation. I mean, definitely, I know you're one of the most like physically like talented and gifted players. I remember, mm-hmm. you know, like we go up to like Willow Creek, my, my younger brother and I, and you're also a couple years older. Uh, yeah. But like, so you were probably like, I was towards the end of high school. Me and Ray were towards the end of high school. What, what, what year, what year were we talking about? Cause I can tell you exactly how old I was. Um, I don't know oh. the year, but I could tell you we were probably like 16, 17, like 17, maybe 18. So you were like at the getting ready to be, be in college. You probably had Roger Harper days, in fact. You know what I'm saying? Right. Probably, I was probably 19. Yeah. yeah right yeah. out of high school. And I mean, remember, I just remember like, you know, like watching Jay. We watched Jay hooping and playing. Jumping out of the yeah, gym. Yeah, jumping out of the gym, ooping. Like nobody could stay in front of him. Um, handles, like, you know what I'm saying? Like just, just raw you know, just raw talent, man. Just like, you know, and I appreciate and, that. No, I, I mean, honestly, do. man, we, we, you know, for a long time, we, we, we would go back, we would go back after, after hoop it. And again, you're also a couple years older than us and shit like that. But like, you know, like right. we didn't, we were never dunking like that. We was never, you know what I'm saying? That was like every day for you. And, um, yeah, man. I mean, just, just, you know, and, and, you know, perspective then and now and everything. And, um, but you know, all that said, there is also a different, like, like, you know, in, in organized hoops and stuff like that, there's a whole different side of it. And it, yeah, like, it's it took a me, different yeah, world. like it took me a really long, I never fit into it. You know, the same coach that Ray ended up having bumping heads with, um, like I, I, I played up until my sophomore year then I quit the team my sophomore year, realized I made a mistake, came back better, harder. I had a, I had an injury before that too, but, but my junior year, which would have been trying out for varsity, that's when, and I, I, I know I outplayed a lot of players. My, my, you know, my, my sophomore coach even said, man, you you know, you got, you got kind of robbed and I got cut and they were able to use the excuse, you know, or, or reason because I quit and you know, I, what could I say? But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a total difference in in um, in the organized game, and and that's something I was just never able to to co- you know fully fully grasp, grasp exactly, and, and and you know succeed in, um, and you know fast forward a couple you know like to my younger brother who was who started in that earlier, like mm-hmm. he was able to, he was able right. to, you know what I'm saying jump in and even Ray, like uh, Ray in freshman and sophomore year, he became kind of like our, our, the, the team leader, you know? And, and, um, I remember in tryouts, my freshman year tryouts, I was killing man. And and our coach Will Smith was, was definitely like looking to be a good coach. And he was, yeah, he was, he was Will Smith always gave me a lot of encouragement, man. And he was looking to me at that early point on, like based on my raw talent and skill at, at the freshman tryout to like kind of become one of the players, but I was so not ready for it, man. It was so, you know, it's like, I didn't, they, they wanted me to play point guard. I remember at one point, um, mm-hmm. Kowalski was like, you should play point guard. And I, at the time, Ray, you know, the dude, Jeff Sinatine was, was, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you know, he was shorter. He was, you know, I felt like he was quicker. He had better handles and, and I was like, no, I can't play point guard. I'm not a point guard. But they, they were like, dude, you know what I'm saying? 
And fast forward ahead, had I had I like that 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 would be my natural position if I'm going to actually be have a chance to play college ball. I'm not going to be a small four. You know what I'm saying? But sorry, not not to divulge. But where I was getting at with all this is that I can kind of understand when I mean when you coach. Well, I can understand the idea that you're not D1 material based on not having maybe the full knowledge and understanding of system basketball, you know, but like in terms of talent and like, you know, like your talent was like, was, was top of the ceiling, you know what I'm saying? But system basketball is such a crazy and different thing. Yeah, man. I think a lot of people end up getting, you know, and that's not to say you're not D1 material. I'm not, I'm not, and and that's definitely not to say that, what your coach, your coach saying that, cause that's just some hater shit for him to like, you know, try to kill a kid's opportunity like that. You can think right. it, you know, or whatever, but you know, you know, let the scout, let, yeah, let, let the, the scout, scout figure yeah, it out for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, man, it is, it is, um, you know, it, it, it's tricky. It's tricky with, with organized hoops, you know, but here's the, here's the crazy part in junior college when we were playing, all the plays got ran perfectly fine. And then you all, I, we'd always know the point where the play is breaking down and then you just go into a spread and then you go from there. The, the whole organization thing was never the problem. It was always just personality clashes. I believe like with the coach in high school, Wandro, the, 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 the assistant coach was uh, Cannon. Cannon was cool as shit. Cannon pulled me to the side after Wandro said that to me in high school. And he said, he and I had long conversations about this. And I'm sorry about it, but it is just the way that it is. And he's like, you can, if you keep trying, you'll maybe go do something. Just don't give up. And it was because of him that I didn't give up. Well, also my mom was in my ass about it too, but it was because of him that hearing that from a coach, I didn't give up. And then went to Harper the next year. Didn't get, I didn't even try out the first year. I tried out the second year because my grades weren't even right. I couldn't even try out because I wasn't even eligible. So I tried out the second year, got on. That's when we got moving. But the whole team that was there freshman year had gone and I, did they? I think they got to the finals or they won uh, that junior college uh, chip with uh, um, Isaac was on the team. Damn. Okay. Um, yeah. So and you know you know him. He had yeah. he's got all kinds of like awards and shit. You can like look him so, up and so all. So he was a good system player then too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was fantastic. You want to talk about somebody that got shafted our, our senior year, his coach handed him a stack that was about two inches thick of letters from all of these colleges and said, here you go. You can figure it out on your own. I remember Isaac was a killer. <laughs> he was a killer. He still is. I he remember vividly because I had to guard him. Him and Travis. Oh yeah. All, all the time, all the time, and then what's his name too? It's uh, he he would talk to... so much trash until until he had some respect for you, like until right. until he had respect right. in your game. Like man, he would be go hard on everybody, and he and he, you know, oh, on yeah. the street ball stuff, he'd just be bullying people, you know. But he knows his position. He'll put his foot down and then just bump you the right way. And it seems like it's kind of dirty, but he just kind of got the position on the person, true. and he's always been bigger than most it's people. True. So uh, he wasn't he wasn't dirty, man. He was he was a He's a very skilled player. He, he and I. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying he was dirty. No, 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 no not at all. 
We just bumped heads a lot because I was a very aggressive right. player, and I, I just wouldn't – I would never back down from him. No, you wouldn't back and, down from anybody. No, you know no. what I'm saying? <laughs> but he, he would mean, always I, fuck me up, though. I, I synced it. <laughs> but, no, like fast forward, okay? So junior college, uh, that fizzles out. I go in and out of school for a couple years. I take a year off. I, shit, I got kicked out for one year. Uh, so I'm helping out around the house with bills, money, X, Y, Z. And then I finally get the opportunity to go to University of Pittsburgh. So I finally get in. Second year applying. Got my grades right. Got in. I get there. Trial for the team. And I'm, I'm literally going to the tryouts. And I get into the uh, athletic director's office because she called me in there. She sits me down. She's like, you know, I got, some, I got some really bad news. And I'm like, what? She's like, you are one year late on your eligibility because you started your college career in junior college and you didn't redshirt me in those years. So you had five years to do four. And by the time I got there, I was on my sixth because I had taken those two years off. So I missed my opportunity to play at Pitt. That's why after Pitt and a whole bunch of heartbreak, I still didn't give up because when shit, my sister flew out there to talk to me. And then my mom was in my ear, too, so that I didn't give up. And here's the funky, craziest story of not giving up. And then you finally get what you want and you find out it's not what you want. I'm on an airplane going home from Pitt and I sit down next to this guy, Henry Harmon. Now, he's like a uh, environmental science, like uh, I want to say he, he owned some company. I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do with environmental science. And that was my major at the time. So I strike up a conversation with him on this like hour and 15 flight. Sure as shit, I get to the house. Uh, I'm there for about a week. And about a week and a half after I get back to school, my mom calls me. and She's like, you got a packet here from University of Charleston, West Virginia. I'm like, go ahead and open it up. He had got me admitted into the school. Everything was already taken care of. All my classes were already selected. Everything. I get there, try out, and I'm on the team. In a D2 NCAA school, just from chopping it up with some guy because he knew the president of the school. So now I'm on this team, right? And we're playing, we're doing practice and I'm, I'm eating the point guard alive. Like he's quick, right? So he, he pump fakes me. I go up, come down, regather, turn around. And then I swat his shit, take it down, lay it up. And I'm doing this. I'm doing this to him repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. But I found out no matter how good you are, when it gets to that NCAA level and they're paying for these players to be there, no matter how good you are, you ain't going to fucking do anything because they've already spent the money and I'm a walk on. So that, that killed me. It killed me. It killed me. And it showed me the full politics of it. And I'm not even mad about it because honestly, once I got to the regiment of actually being on a team and shit, it was cool. But like life is so much deeper than that shit to me personally. Cause I've, I've always been into like cars, uh, heavy, heavy as basket, even heavier. Cause I've always been into cars. Uh, so it was like, I always had something to fall back on, but also another point is, is being around these NBA, like these NBA possibly, you know, candidates or, or, or overseas candidates. And like a lot of the people from the team went overseas and they're probably still playing, doing really well. Is I, I saw that that's all that they had. They had nothing else going for them, but that, mm-hmm. And then that was like a light in my eyes that like, oh, shit, basketball isn't everything to me like I thought it was once I finally got to a point where I saw everything that I wanted. And that's why I have the like the uh, the, the outlook I do now is where 
like I, I still respect basketball, football, baseball, all that. But like the only real sports to me now are motorsports, like MotoGP and F1 racing. That's my personal take. And I don't diss anybody else that still loves it because I still love basketball. That'll never die. I pick up a ball and I still get that feeling like I want to go play, but I don't want to go argue with grown ass men when we're not going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? We're out here just to get a sweat. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and then all that arguing and shit, I'm not really with all that. So, and you know, now I'm in, I'm, I'm like right where I always kind of wanted to be in the motorsports where we go to actual track days and go do racing. And we, we, you know, we, we're just in the scene with the shop and all that. So you guys have seen me transition from, basketball is everything into where now I don't even really watch sports. It's crazy. You almost have a, you almost have a kind of a, I don't want to say hatred for it, but you have a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, yeah, at least it's just from us, what I get from you, yeah, it's like, you're just kind of indifferent on it. You're like, eh. That's the word indifferent. And it's not like, I'm not even mad because it, it happened how it was supposed to, man. You know, it, it really did. There was other points inside of that story, too, with like my parents health and things that I had to make choices on. If like I couldn't go do certain things because I had to take care of certain things. And I'm not mad about that. It's just I can I have the yardstick. I think that I see certain people that make it that I don't feel should have because they got pushed through the system for X, Y, Z. Like, here's the thing. And I know you guys are going to be like, here he goes again. But my main candidate is Derek Rose. This dude yeah. failed every fucking class. It was in the paper. Failed everything. They passed him all the way through high school, all the way through college. And that's why he got to the league. Had what, he do been, you, what do you think about that, though? I mean, do you, do you frown on that? I mean, I, I, get, I do. I, do I understand, like, you, you should... Here, here's the you, thing. He's, he was in the city, too, so it's a different, it's a different curriculum. You can't do that out here in the burbs when you're a black kid. In, around a whole bunch of white people they're looking for any reason for you not to make it you know what i'm saying so when if, you're if you're in that this, good of an athlete and he, Derek Rose oh, yeah. is that good of an athlete right i get that but let his ass happen. not have gone to simeon let his ass have gone to schaumburg data never let him play never i guarantee I it they never let him on the team i don't know about that see see i have a different and, and me you could be right but i would think in a school's interest is that the reason they do it because they they need him to play right. No, I get no that. matter no matter if grades or not, Simeon needs the money. Schaumburg don't need the money. Well, and I think I think to to the point maybe then is that yeah, it's not it's not equal playing fields. I mean that's that's for sure for for everybody. I mean, you know, I mean, right. some, some people hey, like look, like we said, look, the, some the people system. are born from NBA players and and make it into the NBA. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. And, and some and some disappear now yeah his his brothers did a great job though i give them all the credit I in the world because i mean i his sorry brother, i mean i personally have nothing but like honestly though like love and like appreciation for d rose to tell you the truth man i mean we're I'm, no i'm glad another black man made it i'm just saying the circumstances are crazy but he, his, his talent was, was undeniable is undeniable you know what i'm saying I get that, but does it does does that sound legit that they would literally just pass you even though it would, but, it's just known that you're but, dumb as shit you know, and I mean, can't look, pass a class? Maybe so, you know what I'm saying, but that's just one that's one person, right? I mean, there's there's so many different there's so many different yeah, I know. right? Like I know. there's people that that have that happens you know? a lot. And I mean, and there's and there's people yeah, yeah, on on, sure. on all different spectrums, right? There's folks maybe that that get in. I mean, yeah, you know. 
look, Steph, Steph, yeah. it, it, it goes back to the politics again, though. That's there all is, it really comes is. down to, in there my is. personal opinion. Yeah, you know, like I said, let me let me end that whole situation or whatever. Is that I'm glad that he didn't make it because there is a reason that he needed to make it. There was something in his family and his knee. life that he needed to. Ma- even so, he's still made for life. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, he he's made set. so much money, and then just like. You know, but I don't know. Is it fair to harp on these kids like a Derrick Rose who probably should have flunked out of college and high school, right? When and should have never graduated high school. Right. And probably should have never been in college. But is it fair to 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 give him a bad name? Like the whole the whole thing that came out with him and his coaches and how they had somebody taking this test and all that shit. But but the way they treat players, like who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like the way the as much money as colleges make off of basketball. Right. Like, how are we going to give a player that much shit when he's making this? Derrick Rose was the face of his college for, you know, for that year. Yeah. Made them how many, how many, yeah, for Memphis, for how many, how many millions of dollars did they make off of him? Yeah. And I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad he got his money. What I'm saying is what I'm really getting at, it's not even Derrick Rose. It's the organizations. You're in the city. That can go on and nobody's going to bat an eye, but that does not happen in the burbs at the same rate because the burbs are, it's a different demographic. I'm telling you, literally, there's people out here that don't want you to succeed versus being in the city where those coaches are the same type as the same demographic as you. So they're going to do anything they can when they see a talent that should make it and they'll open those doors. It sounds like, yeah, exactly. The opening of doors, enablement. And yep. yeah, I mean, there's different enablement and, and different, you know, right. Well, I was supposed to live on the South side, but we came out here cause my mom wanted me not to be a, like in the gang or some shit know, or get that's, killed. That's, that could be, a, that's a very, you know, very true. And there's definitely, there's, there's something to think about in that. Yeah, for sure. You know I mean? And there, you know, just like anything in life, you could, you could go back and think about anything, but yeah, yeah no, but that's, 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 yeah. I, I but the cool that. part about it is, is I'm not salty that I didn't make it because I couldn't play basketball forever anyway, but I can do this car thing for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And actually, you know, that made me think, cause what you were, which you, how, when you transitioned to that, right. When you kind of were explaining like, kind of like, I don't want to call it the end of the story, for basketball, but you know, like oh, it totally is. <laughs> well, I mean, but, well, that shit is done. <laughs> well, well, you know what was crazy? Not to cut you off, with Dante, I went and tried out for a uh, semi-pro team, and the coach wanted me to come back. This was like five, four or five years ago, and I didn't even have the love to come back. I just wanted to see if I could get the, the invite to come back. And Dante, he'll he'll co-sign that and prove it all day. It was uh, some team down south. Uh, Somewhere like right back Bolingbrook area somewhere. We were at a uh, lifetime down there. Went oh, down there, okay. worked out with the team twice. He was like, bring them back. I was like, nah, bro, I'm not even in it like that. Fuck it. You know, so it, I tried it one last time just to see if I could do it. But it's like, it, it is the end of the story. And I'm okay with that. I'm glad that I got the experience. You know, yeah. I'm not even mad. God is, you know, I'm not uh, religious. I'm spiritual. God showed me everything I needed to see. And it just wasn't really for me in the first place. I, maybe it was God trying to tell me the whole time. You know what I mean? But I'm just a stubborn ass person. And see, and that's what's what I guess is interesting. I mean, because eventually at some point for everybody, you know, with sports, like in a playing capacity, it it, it will come to yeah. some sort of an end, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, 
and that's you know if if you're a professional player let's say you get to the highest level you know yeah kind of like it ends when you're no longer playing at that level anymore you know but and and i think everybody has that that ha- has to have that sort of component to their story you know whether mm-hmm. whether you make your sport you know your profession or not at some point you know the sport itself was like our greatest passion right Yes. And you have have to kind of like remove from, you know, like this passion. I'm not going to, you know, this isn't, this is not my entire life. Right. Like I'm not, I I don't, you know, uh, I'm not going to be a professional in this, but I think that said, um, I think people are finding ways to, you know, kind of continue and like make their passion. And, you know, there are ways, there are ways to do it. Coaching. Yeah, there's, there's uh, ways to do it. I mean, uh, I've done it. I've done it. I mean, I, I found out that there was a point in time where I thought I was going to go to the league, right? Or super early on where, where I was skilled. But then I, I quickly found out, hey, I'm not, I'm not growing any taller. I'm not jumping any higher. I'm not getting any quicker, right? So I, right. There, there's a ceiling to this basketball thing for me. But I took that and I still, I mean, I still have a very, I'm very passionate about the game. I still love the game. You know, I still watch NBA and there's a ton of problems with the NBA and college and we can get into that if you guys want. But I found a way personally, like I'm not, I mean, I'm getting older, you know, I'm in my upper thirties now. I'm nowhere near the player I used to be. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much I can do on a court with it. And even, even still, like I've got to, like my body is not what it used to be. I break down easier. So I have to space out when I play and how I play. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? As, as we all do, as you get older, you kind of got to monitor that. But I've spun my love into, and it's because I have a son, spun my love into coaching him and training youth, training kids. And I, I do it on the kids because I like kids because they're fresh. They're, they're just. It's a blank canvas. You don't have an ego. You don't have any of this stuff. And 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 what I find in them is that pure love of basketball that I used to have, and it kind of it's kind of reminiscent of, and it makes me go back to that place of it because now we're all a little bit jaded on on the game, right? We've been through our our struggles and our ups and downs with it, and we all have our opinions of it now that we're older. But when we first started, there was a pure, Mm -hmm. a pure, pure, strong love for this game. I think that we all can share. Could not get enough of it, you know. Right. And I see that in these kids and that's kind of where my passion lives on and, and kind of how I've channeled it. But, but let me tell you this too, though, you've always been a very knowledgeable player. That's the thing is that even when we would play, when we were younger, I would see you with your teammates directing their ass on how to stop certain things from happening. You know what I mean? Like I always saw the, uh, the basketball IQ was high, you know what I'm saying? In both of mm-hmm. you and your, your younger brother as well. That little motherfucker was a goddamn water butt. He was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Super <laughs> fast. He was also, you know, he was smaller. So he was able to get, when you get low like that, people can't stop you. You know what I mean? He'll bend you real quick. So it's, it's, it's funny to see. It's interesting, not funny. It's interesting to see the people that have always had a high basketball IQ go into coaching. You know what I mean? It's like uh, giving back to the community in the most purest, rawest form. I'm just too much of an asshole to even want to bother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I think I would be too, man. But I, obviously, having a having a son has changed that. Yeah, that for me, and and it's it's difficult because as a as a father, and you know, you want 
I, my son's not super passionate about basketball the way I was. And I've, I've struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding a balance on how, how you, to, you guys would have to become golden state fans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like we grew up with Jordan. In Yo, the I know. So it like, is. It's crazy. Every, we're, we're, pretty much everyone was watching every single game, every single night. You know, see, here's like, the thing is where do you go from there? After watching Jordan every day, like, what the fuck do you, like, what else is there to watch? You know? Well, yo, definitely, man. I mean, look. It is. We saw. To your point, it is different. You're right. Like, I remember growing up, like, even my mother was watching the Bulls. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was just that. that, Right. You had Jordan. Jordan was just something to watch. The only other person. Oh, go ahead, Ray. My bad. No, just in people who, who didn't, like, my mother. My mother is not. I don't think she's ever watched a basketball game outside of Jordan, but she was always excited to watch him play. So it was always on, like Ahmed was saying, in our house. You know, you like it was just in. Right. It was just the culture, right? Especially growing up in Chicago. The, the only other person that was as uh, amazing to watch, in my personal opinion, was Allen Iverson. He was the only other person because you knew every game some crazy shit was going to happen. Like Jordan, every game he's going to bang on somebody like four or five times. He's going to hit him with that cross push off with the left hand over to the right step back and just drain your ass. You know what I'm saying? He's just, he, you know, it's coming. You, you, you've seen it. Come on, man. He did Russell. <laughs> he bogus. Hit, <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays with this soft ass game, they got out there. You can't do shit. But anyway, uh, Jordan, it's just, you know, I don't know. We came up in what, what, we, what you could call one of the golden eras. Cause I can only imagine what it was like watching fucking, uh, Lou Alcindor uh, play or it was just, there was something different about Mike though. He was yeah. just transcendent. You know Cause I mean? he was, was contagious too. That was the thing. He, like he just had, he had the person, he had the look for it. Yep. Like he had the personality swag, like a motherfucker. Like, he had the swag chewing for that it. gum, like Mr. Ed and shit. I mean, always dressing in dressing sharp in business suits. He spoke very well, very intelligent. Like he just, he was just the entire package, the entire package. Yeah. That's why he, 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 he's the embodiment he of basketball. That's why, yeah. Yeah. And there, and then, know, I mean, there is, that's why he is the goat, right? I mean, look at, he's got all the metrics, the way he changed the game, the way he made it, you know, a, a global sport pretty much made it everyone. You know, yeah. came, he definitely did that. Um, the, the record, the six for six, the, you know, the multiple individual records, you know, no doubt. But the, being, the, being the best, the being, being the best on both sides of the ball, like he was the best yeah. defender. But, but then, but then that the goes back to Allen Iverson because he changed the game in the same magnitude as to look at the way the game is now tattoos, corn rolls, and everybody dresses how the fuck they want. Yeah. You know, and yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be players who change the game. LeBron changed the game, but it's he, just, did I too. Just, he did too. And they're going to, there are going to be arguably players that are more talented than Michael. You can argue that LeBron James is more talented than hey. Michael Jordan. You can argue no, I mean, it. Yeah. And I mean, and there's, and there's a distinction there between greatest and let's say per, per, and, yeah. and, best, and great. Best. And one of the greatest, greatest or best, right. like greatest versus most skilled. And that's, I'm not going to get into the debate me personally on, well, on whether you know whether how I feel about LeBron the best or not. But like most skilled, like, but there's better shooters, right? I mean, there's the game is a little eh. different. Like, right. I mean, Kobe's almost as close to his mic as you, as you have as you're ever and Kobe be. used to shoot more threes than Mike. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it is, I think it's difficult to compare at times, but I think the definition of greatest though, encapsulates yeah. kind of like all that stuff, you know, but like, right. Yeah, level, yeah, some, there's probably never been as any, anyone as skilled as LeBron, honestly. 
but that's you know that's that's a whole different you know that's i think the debate has to take out how many championships you have and look at your stats because bill russell's got more than all of them you know what i'm saying there's there's just there's Uh, a whole different you can you can grade these guys and rank these guys and compare them on so many different levels we'll leave that to sports center and all that shit because i don't have time to look at all the stats all that shit i'm good (laughs) uh and you guys but know the thing how is, I feel. Jordan is the goat because of right. a- yeah. everything he brought. That's to what I'm saying. You know I'm how I feel about everything. LeBron. Yeah. But Jordan is just Jordan. For real. You know what I'm saying? You know how I feel about LeBron. That motherfucker is amazing. But Jordan is just Jordan is Jordan. Jordan wouldn't have lost this year. Jordan would not have fucking lost like they did this year. Well, and and you know, Ooh. so that to that point, and to I mean, I I my personal take though is that. I mean, sports and like professional sports in general, I mean, the natural course of things is that it should be at its highest level that it as it's ever been. And always. Right. I mean, would everyone agree that that currently, you know, like NBA basketball, the players and stuff in there, it's the best the league has ever been. What, What would you guys say to that? As far as what talent? Yeah, I guess talent. Or as far as gameplay, or what? There's diff- different ways it's, to look at it. It's, it's exciting to watch a player literally close his eyes and throw the fucking basketball up, and it goes in. Skill, skill wise and talent wise, we've never. I mean, you're you're seeing seven footers that are point guards, right? Which is crazy, right? You know, Giannis is a seven foot point guard. He moves like a. You know, you've got. You know how I feel about him got, too, but he moves that motherfucker. <laughs> yo, it, everything can be a dunk if he wants it to be. Kate, Kevin Durant. How tall is Kevin Durant? Seven foot. Six eight six, six nine. eleven. Uh, I don't oh, know. He's listed at like six eleven. Right? He's almost a seven footer. Right. Mo- moves moves like a guard. Moves better than any guard in the league. Shoots better than most. Right. You've got you've got the you know Laurie Markkinen's of the league. Although he's he's still young, but the. There's just they're just transcending the league. You got seven footers who are starting to shoot from so we are feet all, out. all in agreement then on that. It's just it, you skill wise, yeah. You can't disagree. Okay, that's that. fair. That's fair. I guess in, yeah, but in general, I think it's also fair to say we probably will never match the interest level we had. Nah, in Jordan in the nineties, right? Because we I were think. younger too. It was new to us. We were loving it. You know, it was we didn't have our own perspective on certain shit. I don't know, man. The NBA, I mean, to us, maybe not, but the NBA is bigger than it's ever been. Right. Of course. Yeah. So, it, so, it to so us, though, yeah, to and us. It's because, to us, no, I mean, be, I mean, that, we're going to still, like, I know you and I are going to pretty much still watch most of these playoff games or like watch the finals and stuff like that, but I'll watch the finals, but you know, I just fuck all that other shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's levels to it. And I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what I think. But the other part too that's crazy is like now that we're older, it's like we're watching kids. Exactly. But, we have other but, things to do, you know. But also, but also when we were younger, the average age of a fucking basketball player was like thirty something. Yeah, they were like and it wasn't men. and it wasn't global, you know. It, no, the the team USA was just starting. Like we were just starting to expand out of the U.S. Like it. it other than Michael Jordan, and maybe that's why, you know, other than Michael Jordan, you, if you went to a different country, they didn't really know any NBA players. Right. Now, it's it's a global phenomenon. Like it's, Magic it's Johnson out there just spreading shit all over the oh. world. <laughs> <laughs> People getting oh, shot, bro. <laughs> I think they got that magic show. 
I can make you lose weight real quick. <laughs> On that note, uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up before we get no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> I get a get before a letter of cease and desist <laughs> from a couple folks. <laughs> Slander. <laughs> uh, it's good times, man. Thanks for having me on, fellas. I, I, Yo, definitely, I definitely wanted to have this talk with y'all. I'll be a part of this talk with y'all. Indeed, dude. This is one. It was that was good. That felt like I was in. I'm the fucking like talking to a priest or some shit. I feel relieved. You think that was cool? All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that show. Actually, if you did enjoy the show, do me a favor, leave a review, rate us. Hopefully, it's a five. All that stuff helps. Uh, if you have anything for me, any questions, comments, complaints, any of that, just email me directly. It's Ray at wordsovericeshow.com. I uh, look forward to hearing from you. And again, thank you for listening. Take it easy. <laughs>